aware of the coronavirus. Um, and I remembered in, I've got two devotionals. I like our devotional that we hand out at church that you purchase. It's great. But I have one by Brenda Kuhneman here from Omaha, and she's very prophetic. And this is from February 4th. I remember this because I read the same devotional, devotional every year. It says, disease has no power. So you take that home and you read it because it's scriptural and you remind yourself, you know, the power that's in the word of God. Amen. So don't get all shook up about the this virus. Amen. Amen. Um, Brad and Courtney were gone tonight. They have a, a school function with their daughter. Um, so I was going to have scriptures up there. So what I'm going to do is I have them written out, and I have a lot of scripture to give you. And if we don't get through this um, all tonight, we'll just pick up where we left off. As you're aware of, we have a prayer service. This is usually every Wednesday night at Seven's Prayer. For years and years, when we first started 30-plus years ago, we always had Wednesday night service, and we taught the Word of God. But I, I felt that we really needed to, to pray, and we still need to pray. And, but what I've done, I've, I've instituted one Wednesday night a month that I'll teach you the Word. And because I'll tell you, folks, we don't get enough of it. And that You know, the time in which we live, you know, the, the, another mass shooting, did you hear about that? You know, and all these things that are going on in the world, we need the word. The word. You and I both need more of the word. So I'm going to ask you to do your part in, in help promoting the Wednesday night. I think it's the third Wednesday of the month. We had to postpone it last week because of the weather. But it'll be devoted towards teaching the word of God. If you have your Bibles, look at Psalms chapter 1. I'm going to read it to you tonight. You can find it, but I'm going to read it to you from the Amplified Version. And I've devoted, I like to do series. When I was first starting out in ministry, I'd preach a different message every week. You know, and and uh, I, I learned a long time ago, you usually forget everything I've taught you on Monday or Tuesday. And so I hammered, I go over it and over it and over it now. And that's what we're going to be doing here this year on Wednesday nights. And, and what we're doing, our goal is this, to glean from the word of God how the believer can be blessed. Say, I want to be blessed. Now, we, we look at God and he's a wonderful God. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above. Amen. He's a giver of good gifts. He's a giver of blessings. But there are things that you and I can do, and we can be proactive, that will help promote God in blessing us. Amen? This first one, let me read to you from Psalm 1. This is the scripture, the, the first three verses. I'm going to read it to you from the Amplified. It says, blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable. Now, is that blessed? If you're blessed where people envy you, <laughs> blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man or woman who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans, and purposes. 
nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. But listen now, verse 2. But his delight, say delight. But his delight and desire are in the law of the Lord, and on his law, the precepts, the instructions, the teachings of God, he habitually meditates, ponders, and studies by day and by night. Well, what's the result of that? Verse 3, and he shall be like a tree firmly planted when the coronavirus comes. And he shall be like a tree firmly planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaves shall not wither. Now, everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. I like that. That's a good translation of that. those three verses from Psalm chapter 1. And we, we've learned this, and I'll define it for you. The word blessed means, and I, as it said in the Amplified, it means to be very happy. You know, there are a lot of Christians today that aren't happy. And we are to be happy. Amen? Very happy. It means to be very happy and the receiver of good fortune. It means to be straight, honest, sincere, and upright. It means to guide right. The people who are the happiest have been guided into paths of righteousness. It also means to advance or prosper. God wants us to make progress and go forward in life. He wants us to prosper, be in health even as our soul prospers. One Hebrew word for blessed is the word relation. Now listen to this, because this is, this is important, this is good. The happiest or blessed people are those who are in proper position in relation to God, His Word, and each other. Listen again. The happiest or blessed people are those who are in proper position or relation to God, His Word, and others in the church. You want to be blessed? Then you need to be in right relationship with God. You need to be in right relationship with the Word. The Word needs to be important to you. We're going to talk about that tonight. Now listen. You need to be in right relation with your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ in the church. You need to be in church. I'm a preacher. What am I going to tell you, folks? When, when the doors are open and there's been a service announced, whether it be a prayer service or, or teaching service or a worship service, you should be there. Why do you, you know, you know I, I don't like doing this, but I had to start Donut Sunday again. Next, this coming Sunday, here's Donut Sunday. You know how vital, how important donuts are to me. I eat one every day. But I shouldn't have to tempt you with donuts to get you to come to church. I realize right now we are we don't have a youth program that the, you know we've had things happen with the flood and we're working on our children's program, we're working our youth program, but that should mean you should quit Harvest Church and go to another church because they have a youth program, our children's program. Stay here and help us develop our program. It also means to be content. Say content. There are a lot of Christians that aren't content. Now, let me read it to you. I'll put it all together. I'll sum it up. God the Father wants you and your family blessed in this new year. 
He wants you to be very happy, walking in integrity and developing godly character. He wants to lead you in the paths of righteousness and have you advance or prosper. He desires for you to stay in proper relation with him, his word, and others in the church. Finally, he wants you to be happy or content with your life. That's our God. That's what our Father wants. That's good news, is it not? Amen. It talked about, and he said, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sitters, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Walks, stands, and sits suggests a progression of influence that results from turning one's attention in the wrong direction. If you want to walk in, you know, and I've told you this, and don't take this wrong when I'm about to tell you, but if you don't have any sinners that are friends of yours, then you're not doing your job. I want you to rub shoulders with sinners, but you don't have to act like them, talk like it, look like them. Amen? But if you start... Enough, you're, you're walking pretty soon, you hang around them long enough, and then you begin to stand still, and pretty soon you begin to relax and sit, and pretty soon you're, you can't tell whether you're a believer or an unbeliever. We should stand out, shouldn't we? Your spiritual destiny can go one of two ways. Your destiny can be influenced and directed by God and His Word, or the world and your flesh. It's up to you, it's up to me to decide which direction we're going to go. Amen? Now, let's go on. Look in your Bibles, are you there? It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his what? His delight. I was going to go on to meditate because there's a lot there, but I had to park and and camp on one word, and we're going to talk about the word delight. I I can never forget delight because it's delight donuts. See how I bring everything back to donuts? In the circle of life, you know. A circle, right. I want to look at the word delight, and this is what it means in the in the Hebrew. In fact, if you want to look, look at Psalms 112 also. We saw it here in Psalms 1, but look at Psalms chapter, Psalm 112. Psalm 112. And look at verse 1. 112, I'm 112, yeah, 112, 112. Thank you, dear. Well, I do that. That's I'm good at it. Psalm 112. Look at your neighbor and say 112. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who what? Fears the Lord who what? Delights greatly in his commandments. Boy, that delights greatly. Not just delight, but delights greatly in his commandments. Well, this is what happens if you take delight in God's commandments. Verse 2, his descendants will be mighty on the earth. Micah, you, you better be mighty. That's my son. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth, riches, and guns will be in his house. That's Micah's translation. And his righteousness endures forever. So, see, if you want to be blessed, 
I just read to you how you'd be blessed, but what do you have to do? You have to take delight in God's Word. So this word delight, it means to take pleasure in, to to be bent or inclined toward. In other words, you know when it's windy, it's real windy in Nebraska at times. It, it bends, the cedar trees will bend. They don't break, but they'll what? They'll bend. See, that's, that's what it means. Your will and my will should be bent to God like a cedar tree. We should, that's the way our will should be. Not our will, but your will be done. All right? A blessed individual finds God's commandments pleasing and desirable. A blessed individual, that's what we're talking about, will find God's word pleasing and desirable. Now, how many of you have ever read the Bible and opened it up and you thought, here we go again. I'm not getting anything out of it. It's awful dry. Don't look at me like you're so religious. There's times, you know, the the word doesn't seem like it's full of life to us. But, you know, we shouldn't go by how we feel. We walk by faith and not by sight. We should not live our life according to our five physical senses, but according to the word. You know, faith might affect your feelings, but we shouldn't count on it. Amen? And so it's, it's important that, that you understand that you, there are going to be times you open the Word and you're just going to have to, by faith, you know, read the Scripture and, and, and make some confessions of faith. And I'll give you some tonight before you leave that you can take home that will stimulate your spiritual appetite. The thing that will help you enjoy the Word of God and esteem the Word of God highly, is if you'll recognize it has great value. Great value. Say great value. It's easier to take delight in or to desire something when you have knowledge of its value. Now, how many of you know I'm a preacher, but how many of you know what else I like? I like junk. I like antiques. I like old stuff. If you come over to the South Building, my man room's huge. My man cave. I got all kinds of stuff. I've always, since I was young, liked to dig for bottles. I like to look for old stuff. And once in a while, you'll get something, and you'll have it for years, and you'll not think it has any value. And I brought something tonight because I found out that this has value. Years and years ago, back in the 80s, not long after we were first married, <laughs> she's from Monroe. <clears throat> there was a, a homestead north of Monroe. That's where this came from. And this man, was it? what was his name? Clarence Lammers. He was a big game hunter back when that wasn't really that popular. And, and uh, he had a sack of decoys. And so her cousin, who was a Nebraska land editor for, for many years and, and wrote in Nebraska land, told her dad, go up to that farm because he's having an auction and there's going to be a gunny sack full of decoys. And so Ralph went up there and he, he bought the whole sack for, I think, less than $100. And there were probably, I don't know how many in there, seven, eight decoys like this. Well, back then, we were poor. <laughs> we were young. 
and uh, needed money, and, and her cousin took out what he wanted. He got one. In fact, I'm two. I'm holding one of them. And gave the rest to us. I had no idea what I had. All I knew was dollar signs. Sell them and make some money. So I took all those decoys except for two, and I think we kept one and sold them. Years and years later, just, just last year, he sent two decoys that he had. He's disposing of all of his, his stuff. <clears throat> and I was sitting one night watching my favorite show, Road Show. And would you know it, there came up this decoy. And it's a Mason decoy, and they're very rare. And I knew they were, they were good decoys. But I had no idea how much value that decoy had. And they had one that was just like this. It had a little bit of paint on it. And the, the, guy, the, the guy that had the decoy that owned it and wanted to know what the value was, and the guy said, well, today's market, 3000 to $5,000. I screamed for her. She's in the basement. <laughs> now, if I'd known back then, I would have had all those decoys, but she had no knowledge. But if you'll find out how, how important and, and esteem God's word and see that it's of great value, and I'll give you some scriptures. You don't need to turn there for the sake of time. Let me just read the scriptures to you. Psalms 19, verse 10. More to be desired are they than gold. What? God's word, God's commandments. More to be desired are they than gold, yes, than much fine gold. So the word of God is more valuable than gold. Job 23, verse 12. I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. You know, I'll give you the scriptures and you'll have a lot of these. You can, I'll have a handout for you, but that's a good scripture. Job says, I've not departed from the commandment of his lips. I've treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. When's the last time you gave spiritual food, God's word, and, and had it take precedence over your natural food? Psalm 119, verse 72, 72. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of coins of gold and silver. Did you hear that? Psalm 119, 162. I rejoice, the psalmist says, at your word as one who finds great treasure. Great treasure. Proverbs 8, verse 10 and 11, it says, wisdom is better than rubies. So you see, God's word's valuable. Now, it won't be valuable unless you renew your mind to what the word says. If you'll go over these scriptures that I give you and I'll hand out to you tonight and meditate on them and confess them, pretty soon it'll build something on the inside of you. In fact, I'll jump ahead. This is what the Apostle Paul said. He said in Romans 7, verse 22, For I delight in the law of the Lord according to the inward man. 
It's an interesting statement. He says, I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. Is there an outward man? There's an inward man. My outward man, you may, I, I like donuts. He likes donuts. My flesh likes donuts. But see, the inward man has to be fed too. And you cannot survive in the time in which we live. We're living in the last of the last of the last days. I'll never forget, not long after Caleb, my oldest, married a Lutheran. And um, she's sitting here, and I'm, I, I talked about we're living in the last of the last days, and I brought that up a lot, and she got, she got on my case. What, what do you mean we're living in the last days? Well, we're living in the last days. Do you believe that? Look at what's going on in the world. And, and, you know, and she's finally, you know, realized that we need to take things seriously. Now, just listen. I'll read it to you. Here are some characteristics of God's Word. Hebrews 4.12 says it's living and active. Say living and active. For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. How many of you know the word will set you free? John 8, 32, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Truth doesn't set you free. The truth doesn't set you free. Who said that? Timothy, Scott? Knowledge of the word of God is what sets you free and keeps you free. It illuminates, Psalm 119, verse 130, the entrance of your words gives light. The word is a lamp to your feet and a light onto your pathway. It produces faith, Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. It'll make you wise in 2 Timothy 3.15. And that from childhood, you have known the, the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. It's a source of joy. Jeremiah 15.16, your words were found and I ate them, the prophet said. Your words were found and I what? Ate them, and your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Do you want, you know why there are not a lot of happy Christians? Do you know why there are a lot of not not a lot of Christians talking about their blessings? They have a scowl and a frown. It's because they have no word. If you don't get the word and how many of you could would agree with me? If you get away from the Word for a few days, it just feels like your life isn't what it should be. It's a source of joy. It also sanctifies and sets apart. It's called truth. In John 17, 17, Jesus said, Sanctify them by your truth. Your Word is truth. If you want to know the truth then you need to get in the Word. And then finally, the Word is power. Say power. Uh, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3 said, Upholding all things by the Word of His power. God's Word is powerful. That's why out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you put the Word in your spirit man, in the inward man, then when 
trials and tests and calamities come, you can open your mouth and do what? Speak the living word of God to the situation. Jesus said, speak to the mountain. Amen? We're supposed to speak to our problems. See, I speak to you, you know, every week, especially on Monday. I I speak to the people of Harvest Church. I call those things that be not as though they were. I call you spiritually hungry. I read the prayers of Philippians, Colossians, (coughs) and Ephesians. And I declare and decree a thing. And it says... And, and it will be established, and light will shine upon your pathway. And, you know, granted, there's, there's times I don't feel like doing it, but sometimes you just, that's part of being a, a, a mature Christian. Whether you feel like it or not, whether the circumstances don't line up, you're still going to declare and decree the Word of God because it's full of power. And the Bible says, God watches over your complaining and performs it. No, God watches over His Word to perform His Word, not your complaining and your griping. Nobody does that here, do they? Uh Uh-uh. God's Word is compared to a lamp. Say lamp. God's Word is is compared to a fire and a hammer. I'll read you the scripture, Jeremiah 5.29. Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? What, what, what's, what's like a hammer? What's like the fire? What's like a lamp? The word of God. The word of God in Luke 8, verse 11, it says, the seed is the word of God. The word of God is a seed. What do you do with the seed? You plant it. You have a situation right now you're believing. You know, I was praying with Abe today, believing for the salvation of his grandmother, who's 91 years old. Grandma needs to get saved. There's not much time left. But you gotta, you got to plant the seed. And so I got an agreement. We prayed her heart would be softened. Labors would cross her pathway. Bind the devil so that she can... And I'll never forget this. And I hope this just bears witness with you. I'll never forget this. We went to see her uncle, Uncle Lou. Uncle Lou, was he was an alcoholic, wasn't he? We get together at Christmas. And you've heard me tell stories about Uncle Lou. And one time my mother came for Christmas, and Uncle Lou fell on the floor. And my mother said, what's wrong with Lou? Well, he was drunk. You know? And, and, uh, what was I? Oh, and he was a great guy on the gas station in Monroe and, and, uh, people wouldn't pay him and he didn't have the gumption to go collect. And he was, a they took advantage of him. And so he'd cuss in his sleep. That's another thing. She, she and her friends would sleep on the floor just to hear uncle Luke cuss in the middle of the night. He was dying and we went to the hospital and our intention was to get him saved. And we sat down, and he was still coherent enough. He knew we were there. And we started telling him, and all he said, It's too late! It's too late! And he was saying it very late, and the nurse came in. It was a nursing home. It's too late! I don't even remember how, what, what we did, how, what, how it ended up. 
I don't remember, but you knew she knew what we were doing. You know, so don't wait to the last minute for your loved ones. You know, you're going to go see Grandma this weekend? If I were you, I'd just throw caution to the wind. I'd take Grandma's side and get by her and say, Listen, Grandma, I love you. And I want you to be with us for all eternity. I was going to tell you that this morning. You need to do that. I'm sure your, your dad's probably attempted that more than once. So something about grandkids, though, may soften her heart. The word is like a lamp, a fire, a hammer, a seed. And finally, the word is Ephesians 6, 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, if you esteem God's word and you see that it has value in it, then you will study it. If you know the word of God can bless you and bring you health and prosperity and salvation to your family, you're going to study it. Psalm 111 verse 2 says, The works of the Lord are great, studied by all who have pleasure in them. 2 Timothy 2.15, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Be what? Be diligent. Diligent. What's diligent mean? On the job, ready to go. Amen? Diligence, Proverbs says, is man's precious possession. So you and I need to be more diligent about studying the Word of God. And I decided this year I, I have my set time and I realize I am blessed. But you know, it's my profession. And I, I, I take it serious, and I in the morning, that's when I study, and it's when I get the Word, and when I pray, and when I talk to God, and sometimes you might drive by and hear me scream. I realize some of you have jobs, you have families, you have functions. I understand that. I get that. God gets that. But you're going to have to find a time in which you t- will will make the Word of God a priority. Prayer a priority. Now, how do you develop a spiritual appetite? How do you develop a spiritual appetite? When's the last time you said, I'm hungry for for eating? Did you say that tonight? Anybody say, I'm hungry today? Brian, you say it every day, don't you? Brian's my other brother. Another mother, huh? How many men? I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Even women. You see, kids. Kids are all the time. Mike just he grazes around the clock, hungry all the time. You know, we got a dog, an old lab, and he slobbers, and it drives me nuts. And if he knows Mike is going to eat or I'm going to eat, it starts to drool. And I, I'm kind of a clean freak, and she's not that way, and she just let the slobber go down, and I'm sitting there like this, and I'm trying to catch the wipe the slobber, you know, but he's eating all the time, but let me ask you another question, when's the last time you said, I'm spiritually hungry? Think about it, when's the last time you said, 
Oh, Father, I'm hungry for your word. Job 23, 12, I gave it to you earlier. I have treasured the word of his mouth more than my necessary food. Matthew 5, 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. The thing that you can do and I can do on a daily basis is ask God to give you a hunger and a thirst for his word and for his spirit, the things of the spirit. Ask and you shall ask him. Even though your flesh, you're just, you're tired, you ask him, Father, I, I don't feel like reading your word today, but I know I need to feed the inward man. Oh, Holy Spirit, help stir up that spiritual appetite for, for the Father and His Word and for fellowship. You got to talk to Him. Now, I used to talk, I talked to God all the time, but now people, you always wonder if people pull up and they think you're, you're nuts. But no, now they don't because they got their thing in there and they're just on the phone. So I just blend in. I'm Brother Blend in now. But ask God to give you that appetite. Faith calls those things that be not as though they were. I'll close with this. Last scripture. Ezekiel chapter 3. God said to the prophet, he said, Moreover, he said to me, Son of man, eat what you find. Eat this scroll and go speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth and he caused me to eat that scroll. And he said to me, son of man, feed your belly and fill your stomach with this scroll that I give you. So I ate and it was in my mouth like honey in sweetness. Then he said to me, son of man, go to the house of Israel and speak with my words to them. You cannot speak to anybody else the word of God unless you eat it. If you don't get the word on the inside of you, if I don't get the word on the inside of me, I can't be confident in my delivery of the word. Oh, I can speak at the Pharisees and Sadducees. They could, they could quote the scriptures, but it wasn't in them. It wasn't in their heart. The word must be in you before it can be given to others. Say that with me. The word must be in me before I give it to others. Say, the word of God is great treasure. And in the days ahead, I'm going to take greater delight in God's word. It's valuable to me. Now, I'll give you this. Um, if you want to hand this out, Usher, Usher Mike, Micah, please. There should be enough here for every family or even for two in a family. Take this home. Use this before you even open the Bible. And go through this and make declarations 
Psalm 119.14, I've rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. Open my eyes, Father, that I might see wondrous things from your law. Your testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. And maybe when you're saying that, you don't feel a thing. You're tired. You know, you were up late the night before. Maybe you were up in the middle of the night with the kids or you've been working really hard. Just do it by faith. Make me walk, Father, in the path of your commandments, for I delight in them. I will speak of your testimonies before kings and will not be ashamed, and I'll delight myself in your commandments, which I love. My hands also I will lift. When's the last time you lifted your hands just to the word? which I love, and I'll meditate on your statutes. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. You get the picture? So take this. Let this be a tool to help you, you know, stir up that spiritual hunger on the inside. Will you do that? Let's stand up tonight. Make sure I hold on to my decoy because... Worth a lot of money. No, here, you have to go through her to get it. I know it's safe. Get get the word this week. Say, I'll get the word. Father, tonight I bless these people because they made it a priority tonight to come and hear your word. Lord, I pray by your spirit that you stir up a greater hunger for the Word and the things of God, that you'll fill them, Spirit of God, as they take time, and they take time to esteem the Father's Word. Thank you, Lord God, for all the descriptions and the characteristics. Lord God, let them experience the Word as I've declared it this night. And Lord, as they eat it, digest it spiritually, act on it, meditate on it. I thank you when they open their mouths, words will be given to them that they will fearlessly and boldly make known the mystery of the gospel as they should. And you'll watch over your word to perform it in their lives and their families. I call these people blessed spiritually, blessed physically, blessed emotionally, blessed financially because, Lord, you daily load your people with benefits and blessings. And we're blessed coming in tonight, and we're even more blessed going out because we've heard the word and we've fed the inward man. So thank you, Father, tonight for more fruit, abundance of fruit for the people of Harvest Church in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. See, now I feel better. Why? Because I heard the the word. Anything else? Jeanette. Don't forget about Greg Fritz because you're going to get more of the word. Thank you for making church tonight a priority. And I'll tell you what, it's 742. Amen. Commercials on TV last that long. God bless you.